If you'll turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read a handful of verses there, familiar verses. I really don't need to preach. All the music's been so good. My soul, during the beginning of the service, Brother Ben was over there playing Rejoice in the Lord. And when you think about the words of that song, it'll, it'll cause you to want to run to the altar. The choir comes out and sings, Born to Live, Born to Die, Born to Save. We sang the congregational song, He Set Me Free. Then that beautiful special there, It's Well With My Soul, is what Brother Bo played. And then Miss Laird sang that beautiful song, Jesus Is My Hiding Place. Wow, my cup's full already. But tonight I want to bring some thoughts to you, some familiar verses. I'm sure that we've heard dozens of messages over the years in this place and in other churches, I'm sure, from these same verses. Before I read, I want to ask you a question, though, before we get into the verses. Number one is this. Have you ever just been tired? Tired spiritually, but tired physically. Just absolutely wore out. Well, I had that recent experience, and I wanted to give it to you as kind of the way to get into the title of the message here in a moment. A couple of weeks ago, I had to go to Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, actually, and at first was going to fly, and for me, that's a big deal because I've never flown. You know, the Bible says, low, I'm with you always. <laughs> Say nothing about high, so <laughs> I'm on the same page as Curtis Hudson, but he believed that too. But no, I'd planned on flying out there, and um, tickets were like $1,100 round trip. It's only going to be out there about a day and a half. And I said, there's no way, I, I'm not going to pay that much money, but I had to go. So I said, well... I think I can do it cheaper by driving. Anybody ever driven to Phoenix from here? You have? Okay, others have. You go across this state that's as, almost as big as the whole world is. <laughs> A state called Texas. Amen. We got some Texans in here. Amen. Uh, but you know, as big as Texas is, it's, you get to Abilene on the far side of Dallas. And then you see a sign that says El Paso, 699 miles away. <laughs> and you wonder, am I ever going to get to the other side of this state? But we went out there, a preacher friend of mine who also works with me, Brother Chris Carter, some of y'all know him, he lives in Purvis. And we went together, did, did our business thing. It was 112 in the shade out there. No humidity, thank the Lord, but some kind of hot. The day we left and came back, it was 116. So some very hot days. Our motel room would not get, would not cool down. It would not get below 78 in the room. And the air ran 24-7. But, you know, I'm 57 years old. I know I don't look a day over 56. <laughs> but I'm 57 years old, and to make that kind of trip that far, I don't know that I'll ever do that ever again. Because I've been tired for a week and a half now. I still haven't gotten over the trip. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I can't get enough rest. I don't sleep well at night. I cannot catch up. But you know, one of the things that we did out there, preacher, heard you mention a couple of times from the pulpit here about the Brazilian steakhouse. And you've eaten at one before? Okay. I had the pleasure of doing that in Scottsdale. Me and Brother Chris, we went to a Brazilian steakhouse there. and We wanted to try it. And I'm going to tell you, it was some good food. Uh, they did cut the meat right off the skewer there. We had 
prime rib and ribeye and sirloin and sausage and pork belly and chicken and uh, shrimp cocktail that was a huge shrimp cocktails. I mean, it was huge. Uh, just ate till we couldn't eat anymore and had to turn that card over to red because don't bring me any more food. And so I had a great time, had a great experience, but again, completely wore out. It was a buffet of meat is what it was. Just an endless buffet of all the meat you wanted to eat. And so we took great advantage of it. And of course, it doesn't take uh, much uh, vision to notice that I like to take advantage <laughs> of things like that. Amen. Uh, but seriously, when I think about a buffet and the buffet that we went to in Scottsdale, it makes me think in a serious way now the buffet that we find in the Word of God. Amen. This Bible is full of wonderful things. I want us to read about some of them tonight in Philippians chapter 4. If you don't mind, would you stand one more time? We're going to begin reading in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 4. And we'll probably read down to about verse number 13. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound, everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And then if you look at verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. <coughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for your precious word. Thank you that we are able to hold a copy of it in our hands tonight. And Lord, to read from its pages. Thank you for the truths that we'll think about tonight. I pray that you might move me out of the way and Holy Spirit shine the light on your word. Lord, may you speak to us by your spirit. Lord, if there be someone here tonight that's never been born again, they've never been redeemed like we sang about, I pray tonight would be the night of their salvation. They would trust Christ before it's eternally too late. And Lord, if there's a child of God here who needs encouragement, and Lord, no doubt all of us do, I pray that you would give us what we need tonight. Lord, would you teach us how to run to you, Father, to run to our hiding place tonight. Speak to each and every one of us. Thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace to us. Help us now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you, you may be seated. I thought about what to entitle this message and 
I've got several things. The notes here in my Bible, this is the Bible that I was given when I was ordained here 25 years ago. And the cover's about to fall off of it. I've got it taped, and I need to go get it rebound. It's in pretty bad shape. But 25 years ago, actually 24 years ago, this September the 12th, our church celebrated its 50th year anniversary. Brother Ernest Goft preached a message here in our church about the ingredients of a successful Christian life. And he just listed all the things found here in Philippians chapter 4. And I'm going to preach that message as far as some of the points, but just looking at it from a different different plan, if you would, a different way of of thinking about it. I want to talk to you tonight about this. God's all-you-can-eat buffet. God's all-you-can-eat buffet. You ever been hungry? Amen. We got some real Baptists in here tonight. We've all been hungry physically, but let me ask you this question. Have you ever been hungry spiritually? The Bible says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness they should be filled. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. God wants us to be hungry. Uh, A.W. Tozer wrote a book many years ago entitled The Pursuit of God. Let me ask you tonight, how hungry are you for God? How hungry am I for God? You know, most of the time, and I'm so full of the world, amen, that I don't have a lot of hunger for God like I ought to. May the Lord help us. You know, I want to be hungry. We sang so many songs tonight with so much truth in each of the songs, so much of a message in every song. You know, one of these days we are going to be ultimately set free from even the presence of sin. We're set free from the penalty of sin when we get saved. We're set free from the power of sin also when we get saved, believe it or not. We don't live like it most of the time, but we are free from the power of sin. Go read your Bible. Romans chapter 6 is very plain. But one of these days, praise God, we're going to be set free from the presence of sin. There'll be no more sin. Ever again. God's all-you-can-eat buffet. Let's notice a few things here. What's the first thing on God's buffet? You know, when I go to a buffet... I get my plate. Amen. And I know the object is just to go around and get a few things, but you know, I, I like to stack things. Amen. I like to stack my plate. I've gone to family reunions and they'll give you these little bitty, by the way, it happens at the church every once in a while here too, you get these little bitty saucers, you know, that you can put, amen, that's good preaching there, that you can put two cookies on and that's about the extent of it. I'm not for any of that kind of stuff. Amen. In fact, give me a platter and let me pile it high. That's what I like to do when I go to a buffet. I I like the fried chicken. I know you don't believe that, but I do. And on and on we could go about the different items on the buffet. I won't do that tonight. I'll get too carried away. But I get my plate. And just like at every buffet, it's all you can eat. You go and just start choosing what you want. And you've paid for it. It's been paid for. You usually pay at the register when you go in. And so help yourself. Take what you want. There's no limit 
get all that you want. And I want to tell you tonight, some of the things we're going to look at tonight in these verses that we just read, God says, come get all you want. <laughs> just fill your plate. There's no shortage here. There's no limit to what God has for us. The Bible even says in another place that I have not seen, neither has ever heard what God has prepared. <laughs> oh, listen, we, we have no understanding. We really can't fathom, we can't comprehend how much God has for all of us. And I'm not talking about just heaven. I'm talking about here. I'm talking about our daily living. God's all you can eat. Buffet. Look at the first thing on the buffet. Verse number four, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. Did you know that on God's all-you-can-eat buffet, there's a never-ending supply of joy? You can have all you want. And by the way, sitting here tonight, you and I do have all that we want. If you're sitting here tonight and you don't have the joy of the Lord like you ought to, it's not because God hadn't given it to you. And it's not because it's not available. God says, bring your plate. You can have all the joy that you want to have. Rejoice in the Lord. It says rejoice. In other words, that means to joy again and again and again and again and again. It never ends. Rejoice in the Lord, the Bible says. Now, what are some things, very quickly, that we can rejoice in the Lord about? Well, we've already talked about it some in our singing. We can rejoice in the Lord because he saved us. Yeah. Folks, if you can't get excited about your salvation, something's wrong. Yeah. I remember here, Brother Chris and I talk a lot as we travel and, and go to different things, especially last week. And he was telling me again the story I'd heard before. Him and Brother Eugene Hayden uh, served together in two or three different churches, two or three different ministries. And they were out, I think it was in Chicago area many years ago, knocking on doors, trying to win people to Christ. In a neighborhood, I think is right. And this man comes to the door, and, and you can tell he couldn't hear very well at all. Very hard of hearing. So they had to almost holler at him to get his attention. And so they began a conversation and told him they were from the church, and we just wanted to invite you to come to church. And the man nodded his head like he understood. And then Brother Eugene said, are you saved? And the man said, shaved? I shaved this morning. So every time I think about being saved, I think about the guy saying, shaved? I shaved this morning. Let me ask you a question tonight. Are you saved? If you're saved, your face ought to know it, amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. We ought to be happy that we're saved. We ought to have the joy of the Lord because God saved us. Listen, God lift, reached down and lifted us up out of the miry clay and set our feet upon a rock and established our going and put a brand new song in our heart, in our mouth, even praise unto our God. We're going to heaven tonight. If the trumpet sounded, would you go to heaven? I hope so. Do you know Jesus? Is he your Savior? Have you ever trusted him to be your Savior? In a crowd like this, in a congregation like this, who knows? There could be many here that have never truly trusted Christ to be their Savior. Do you know that you're a sinner? That's one step toward becoming saved. Do you believe what the Bible says when it says the wages of sin is death? Now, folks, that's not just physical death. That's spiritual death. The Bible says death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. 
other words, in order for me to pay for my sin, in order for you to pay for your sin, we've got to die and spend an eternity in hell. Now, folks, that's the bad news. But all oh, the good news is that God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so now the price has been paid. And so if the price has been paid, then you and I don't owe that price anymore. But we've got to pick up the receipt. Amen. And the receipt's how you do that. The Bible says the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you ever trusted Christ? Have you gone to him as a sinner and asked him to forgive you of your sin and to come into your heart and life and save you, trusting him to be your Savior? And by the way, him and him alone for your way to heaven. If you haven't done that tonight, tonight's the perfect time. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the accepted time. Don't wait. Don't wait for the message to be finished. Get saved now. Come up here, preacher, talk to you. Brother AJ, talk to you. There's many people here that can tell you how to be saved. We see, we have something to rejoice in. On God's all-you-can-eat buffet, there's a never-ending supply of joy. You say, well, I don't feel very joyful sometimes. Well, get in line. Sometimes, you know, but, but sometimes we get joy and happiness confused, don't we? Happiness depends on what happens. And if good things are happening, then we're smiling. Hey, I got a raise at work. Praise God. Hey, my wife didn't burn the supper. Glory. You know, when good things happen, when good things happen, we like that. It's easy, but when bad things happen, they fire us from work. Well, I'm not happy about that. No, but you can still have joy. Listen, you can rejoice because joy is not dependent upon circumstances. Joy is something God gives us. And we have that in him. You can rejoice about your salvation. You know what else you can rejoice about? You can rejoice about the scriptures. We have the word of God. Uh, and by the way, from Genesis to Revelation, it's really, this is God's all-you-can-eat buffet right here. All of it. It's full of delicacies. It's full of nutrition. It's full of every single thing that we need in the word of God. Let me ask you tonight, and I'm asking myself too, how much time are we spending in it, really? See, if we just come to church and crack it open during Sunday school or during church service, we're, we're pretty anemic. The only time we open this book is when we come to church and something's not right. Where's that hunger? Where's that thirst? The Bible, this is referred to as the bread, the daily bread. God has something for you every day. Proverbs chapter 2 talks about searching in it like you're searching for treasure. And you'll find the knowledge of God when you search in the word of God. How much time do we spend? Do we spend more time watching our favorite sitcoms than we do in the word of God? And by the way, I've got some favorite sitcoms too, so I'm not saying you shouldn't watch sitcoms, especially if you're Andy Griffith related. Amen. Watch all that you want. But how much time are you spending in the word of God? Do you study it? Do you memorize it? Is it precious to you? I would dare say that each and every one of us here tonight would say, Oh, Lord, I need to spend more time in your book. 
one of these days when the trumpet does sound and we really are in heaven. We really get there. And all of this is over. As that missionary said in school chapel here many years ago, he was Lebanese, he couldn't speak a word of English. And he said, made this statement, I've never forgotten it. He said, all of this down here is a dream. His wife interpreted for him. He said, all of this down here is just a dream. He said, heaven is reality. Folks, this world is really not our home. We're just passing through this place. <laughs> just like you'd pass through a town, has a four-way stop or a couple of stoplights. You'd pass through on your way to somewhere else. That's what this world is. We're just passing through to a far better place. Some of our loved ones have already gone there. You know, we miss them. Sure we do. But, boy, I'm jealous. <laughs> Some of them are having the time of their life right now in glory with Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord about our salvation, about the scriptures. Hey, one more thing and then we'll move on. We can rejoice in the Lord tonight and have joy and eat at this all-you-can-eat buffet of joy because we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. Folks, where would we be if we didn't have the Holy Spirit? What kind of Christian would you be without the Holy Spirit? What kind would I be? I'd tell you we'd be a big fat zero without the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. By the way, he is a real person. He's not a spook. He's not some influence. He's the third person of the Godhead. He's just as real as God the Father and God the Son is, God the Holy Spirit. May the Lord help us to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He's real. You know, you can talk to the Holy Spirit. Somebody criticized John R. Rice one time. They, he, in his prayer, he said, uh, he, he talked, uh, the guy came up to him and said, after John R. Rice prayed, he said, Dr. Rice, you prayed inappropriately. Words to that effect. And Dr. Rice said, excuse me. He said, you should pray to the Father in the name of the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Dr. Rice took his glasses off and put the corner in his mouth like he used to do. And he said simply this, said, I'm a member of the family. I can talk to anybody at the table. I like that. Amen. And if you're a member of God's family, if you're God's child tonight, you can talk to the Father. You can talk to the Son. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. And we can rejoice in the Lord tonight at this all-you-can-eat buffet that he gives us here over these things. Look at number two, a second item. Not only joy on God's list here, but look in verse number six. It says, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. In my home, I have the habit all the time, a hundred times a week, when my wife leaves or my daughter leaves, or we, we part company, she's got to go to work, i got to go to work, whatever, we always tell each other, be careful. I love you, be careful. And of course, what we mean by that is, watch out, don't have an accident, be safe. But that's not what this is talking about here. When Paul writes to the church at Philippi, as the Holy Spirit instructs him here, and he says, be careful for nothing, he's telling these folks, don't you worry about anything. Don't be full of care about anything. I preached a message one time, the first church I pastored, don't be careful. In other words, don't be full of anxiety. Don't be full of worry. 
Don't be full of stress. We don't have to be. You know why? Because we can be prayerful instead of careful. The Bible says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. You know what we do? And I say we. We worry about everything and pray over little. Exactly the opposite of what God wants us to do. You and I can sit down. We can, we can belly up to the buffet of God's word tonight, amen, with our plate in hand, and we can pray as much as we want to pray. We can go to God. We can get in our prayer closet. We can go to the throne room of God and talk to God as much as we want to talk to God. There is no limit. There is no end. There is nothing God won't listen to. There's nothing you can say to God that he doesn't already know. We're missing out. We're carrying our burdens and carrying all these worries and all this fretting and stressing and, and worrying over everything. And we're getting ulcers and we're getting sick and we, we can't sleep at night. And we've got all this anguish and all this turmoil. And all of it can be prevented if we just go lock ourselves in a prayer closet somewhere and just get a hold of the horns of the altar and get a hold of God. Folks, we need to pray. We call it praying. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for the food. And by the way, you ought to teach your kids to pray that. And you ought, but you ought to pray as an adult a little bit differently. As a teenager, a little bit differently. How much time do we spend in prayer? Really? How much time? Is it five minutes? Is it 20 minutes? When's the last time you spent an hour in prayer? I'm not fussing at us. I'm just trying to get us to think about something tonight. We're going to God's buffet and we're putting two, little, two or three little things on our plate and walking to the table. Not even enough to get nowhere near full on. And God says, what are you doing that for? It's a buffet. Come and get all the joy you want. Come and get all the, you can pray as much as you want to. Come and get all of the word of God that you want to get. Be prayerful, not careful. In the rest of that verse it says, and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There's something else on God's buffet. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's that day that comes around in November once a year, right? It sure does. But it also comes around the other 364 days of the year, too. It should. We ought to be thankful every day. Folks, we live in America. Oh, I know she's got her problems. The preacher mentions we've got a mess in our country. But mess and all, it's still the greatest country on planet Earth. God could have just as easily had you and I been born in a totally different place. We could be in, a, in Afghanistan tonight as a citizen. And I'm not mocking those people at all. We ought to be thankful where we are. Despite all of our flaws and all of our failures and, all, and leadership and, and all the way across the board, this is still the greatest country. When's the last time you just thank God for this country? When's the last time you thank God for... So many things we've already mentioned, salvation, the scripture, 
the Holy Spirit. Hey, what about the fact that we get to serve God? The Bible says we're co-laborers together with God. What a privilege. What an honor to be able to serve the Lord, to be an ambassador, to be involved in the ministry of reconciliation with Christ. Folks, I don't think we realize what we have. I don't think we live up to our name many times like we ought to. And I say we. God's all-you-can-eat buffet. Joy. Prayer. Thanksgiving. And then if you will, look at number, verse number 13. The Bible says, and I'm just skipping a little bit for time's sake, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. We have access to God's power. Verse 19 says we have access to God's provision. Verse 9, verse nine says we have access, or verse number 7 says eight, so he has access to the peace of God. And verse 9 says the God of peace. Peace, power, provision, the presence of God. We've got an empty plate in our hands. And God says, come get all that you want. You want my power? <laughs> come get it. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, No unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. God says, I've got power if you want power. It's all you can have. It's all you can take. It's all you want. In effect, God said, come get you some power if you want it. Come get you some peace if you want it. It's available. I've got, I'll meet all your needs. I'll supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I was thinking as some of the music was being played tonight and sang. I don't remember the name of the song, but part of the lyrics of another song that says, when you come to the place that he's all you have, it's then that you find he's all that you need. Folks, that's so true. All we need is Jesus. He's everything. Rejoice in the Lord. Fill up. Be prayerful. Be thankful. Get God's power, God's provision, God's peace. Live in the presence of God. What kind of Christian life are you living tonight? Is it a life where to illustrate with a plate you're going around spiritually and your plate's empty most of the time there's not much joy there hardly any there's very little thankfulness there's not much prayer or Bible study there's not much peace or power or provision we live so much running things our own selves. We don't even live in a, with an awareness of the presence of God in our lives. What did he say? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now either God meant what he said or he lied. <laughs> Folks, he meant what he said. He's right here with us. He'll be with us tonight when we go home. He'll be with us tonight when we get up in the morning and go to work. He'll be with us every step of the way, every day of our lives until we get to glory. If we're
we're saved. That's what we have at God's buffet table. And we can get as much of that as we want. If we went to a doctor to get a physical checkup, the doctor would run some tests and take some blood and do some examination and maybe say, well, you're missing this. This is, you don't have enough iron in your blood or you're anemic or you need some vitamins or you've got some sickness going on here. We're going to prescribe you this prescription. We'd get a diagnosis. And then the doctor would provide what he thinks would help to make us better. I wonder if we went to Dr. God tonight and said, Lord, would you give me a diagnosis spiritually? What would he tell us? I want to hit the altar so bad right now. When I think about how good God's been to me, All the belly aching I do sometimes. I know you guys never do that, but all the fussing and complaining and griping I do. But God has been so good to me. One of these days we'll get to see him. We'll enter into his presence physically, bodily. No preacher can describe what it's going to be like. The only thing we'll be able to do is fall on our faces. Say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. If you and I were to stand before God tonight, would we hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. Let's bow in prayer.